welcome back to the Meaningful Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Denise, where we engage in meaningful conversations that stimulates the mind. Why is it important to create boundaries in our lives? And what kind of environment does that create for us when we govern our lives by such principle? I could tell you what it creates. It creates a healthy environment where you are surrounded by people that have an understanding of how you want to be treated and what you expect from each relationship that you have with all the individual in your life. Boundaries are essential to a healthy relationship and a healthy life. Setting and sustaining boundaries is a skill. Setting boundaries can ensure that a relationship can be mutually respected, appropriate, and caring. Boundaries are basic guidelines that people create to establish how others are able to behave around them. The most important reason for me why I create boundaries in my life is to protect my inner peace and self-worth. I mean, if you take a full scope of life, we will come across so many different individuals and not all of them will come with good intention and energy. If I allow those individuals to take root inside of me, what would be left of me? Where is the self-love and respect I would have for myself? So I have to fully guard and protect that inner part of me so when anyone comes or leave, I will remain who I am. Setting boundaries is definitely a great indicator of the level to which you value yourself. Allowing someone to disrespect you and treat you less than you deserve send a clear message that you don't think highly of who you are. Yes, people do make mistakes. Yes, and at times they get out of line. But those boundaries that we set for ourselves on how we like others to treat us must be reinforced each and every time. That's the only way we'll grow as individual and collectively with a healthier and more sustainable relationship with ourselves and others. I came across therapy in a nutshell and I think that it gives great example and describe in the best way possible why is it to Um, important for us to set boundaries and why we should not feel guilty about it and that it's not something mean that you're doing but it's something that is healthy people often ask me about boundaries how to set them how to hold them and how to manage them especially with the people closest to us like our children or our employees or our bosses well today we're going to talk about the number one most common obstacle to holding good boundaries is that setting or holding a boundary is mean, harsh, or bad. That by setting a boundary, we have to be mean to someone else. And people who believe this kind of have in the back of their minds this idea that in order to set boundaries, you kind of have to balance out being kind and being mean to someone while still loving them. I mean, no wonder people shy away from holding boundaries because no one wants to be mean. So let's look into this a little bit more. People often associate saying yes or giving someone something with being kind and loving. And they associate saying no or being being firm, direct, or harsh with someone as being unkind or hateful. Well, let's let's look into this a little bit more closely because that is not a fair association. We can say yes with love in our hearts or we can say yes with hate in our hearts and we can say no with love or hate in our hearts. So let's take a look at this chart. On the top of this chart, we can see two categories, being loving and being hateful or resistant. 
right? So where is our heart when we're doing a certain action? And is called the way of being by the Arbinger Institute. And it, it's talking about our deeper motivations or our intentions. Are they selfless or selfish? And on the left side of this chart, we're talking about soft or hard behaviors. So what type of behaviors we're talking about? Now, it's easy to think of the soft and loving behaviors, saying things like, yes, I'll listen to you, or yes, I'll give you that toy that I know you've been wanting for a long time, or yes, I'll let you go visit your friend because I trust you and I believe that you're going to be where you say you're going. So that's the soft, loving corner of this chart. The bottom right corner are the hard behaviors with a resistant or hateful heart, right? And these are easy to understand as well. So let's take a look at them. They're screaming, yelling, holding a grudge, any kind of physical violence, right? These are hard behaviors that come from a selfish, angry, or hateful place. Um, trying to force someone to change, saying no just because you're mad at someone. Right? So these are the two opposite ends of the spectrum, and people often think that's kind of the only way to do it. If we say yes, we're being loving. If we say no, we're being hateful. Well, let's talk about what it looks like if we're saying yes, if we're being soft, having gentle behaviors while holding hate or selfishness in our hearts. What does that look like? This is called soft resistant. So let's think of a parent who doesn't want to deal with their kid anymore. They might say, sure, yeah, go watch TV. I just don't want to deal with you right now, is what they're saying in their heads. Or a parent in the grocery store, they're checking out, there's candy in the aisle. The kid starts screaming or asking for candy. The parent says yes, not because they think it's what's good for the child in this situation, but because they just don't want to hear the kid screaming. They're uncomfortable with the way other people look at them. They, for their own discomfort, are saying yes to the child. That's considered soft resistant. Right? So giving in in a selfish way. Here's another example. Think of two people who are dating, and the one says, I love you, and the other one says, I love you too, but they don't really mean it. They're actually planning on breaking up with that person. But they don't want to, you know, have to have an awkward conversation or an uncomfortable conversation. So they just kind of avoid it. Maybe they'll break up with the person through text message or just stop, stop talking to them altogether. Now, this isn't because they're trying to be kind or loving to that other person. It's because they don't want to feel that discomfort. So to protect themselves, they're just being all soft and sweet. But in their heart, in their mind, they know they don't want to be with this person anymore. Now, it's perfectly, it's not hateful to break up with someone, but it is selfish to not be upfront with them to protect yourself from feeling that discomfort. A couple more examples, like being passive aggressive or uh, sucking up to a teacher. You know, you're treating them really nicely to get something from them. These are all examples of being soft, resistant. Now, let's go to the other corner of this box. How is it possible to be hard with your behavior while still being loving? I mean, I'm going to ask you right now, is it possible to go shove a little kid like right into the road and he gets all scraped up, hit him hard maybe, right? Is Could that ever be a loving behavior? Well, yes, if a car is coming, right? If a car is coming to hit this kid and you push them out of the way of the car and they get skinned knees, that's the most loving thing you can do for them in that moment. Now, I'm obviously not advocating physical violence, but I'm saying that almost all behaviors can be done from two different places, from a loving selfless place or a hateful selfish place so um, saying no more tv yes you must brush your teeth no you can't buy that toy right now these are all ways to lovingly help provide a positive future and discipline for a child
if they're coming from a place of love. I once had this boss, his name was Shane Gallagher, he was amazing, and he told me a story about a time when he fired someone with so much love and concern for their future that they thanked him afterward and said, I just really appreciate you looking out for me by firing me, right? He fired someone out of love for them. And it was because, you know, the job just wasn't the right place for them to be. They weren't able to do a good job for the other people there. They needed to be somewhere else. So this is the hard loving side of things. I hope that by taking a look at this uh, this chart, we're able to let go of this, this false idea that saying no is just this mean thing we have to do and balance out with, you know, being nice. Saying no can be one of the kindest most loving things we do for someone. People respond more to our intentions than whether we're saying yes or no. I mean, working in residential treatment, I've seen two different staff tell one child in treatment the same rule. You have to X, Y, Z. And the other staff saying, you have to X, Y, Z. And the child says yes to the one and no to the other because the child can tell where is that staff member's heart in the time they're telling them that rule. So it's less about rules than it is about where your heart is when you're enforcing them and setting those boundaries. People will feel when you're saying no to them, they can feel that you care about them when you do it. Some people might get confused by this, thinking that what I'm saying is we should let people walk all over us, or we should allow people to take advantage of us, or we should never really, you know, do anything harsh to someone else. And that's absolutely not what I'm saying. If someone's mistreating you, is it really in their best interest that you don't put your foot down? No. In general, the reason people don't set boundaries is because they're afraid of being mean, they're afraid of feeling guilty, or they're afraid of feeling scared. So these are the reason they're not setting that boundary is not for the other person. They're not trying to be kind to the other person. They're trying to prevent themselves from feeling uncomfortable. It's, it's selfish. Setting boundaries with someone else or telling them no can be the kindest thing we do for them and the most honest thing we do for ourselves. But to do it, we have to allow ourselves to experience our emotions. Now, remember, the way we get healthier is not just about feeling better, but it's about getting better at feeling. So we allow ourselves to feel a little bit of discomfort as we set these boundaries, and we're going to get a lot better at it. So just to sum things up, let's let go of the idea that setting boundaries is mean and focus instead on where our heart is when we're making these choices about boundaries, right? Let's focus our intentions on being kind, loving, and seeing what the other person needs. I definitely felt like that when I started to set boundaries in my life, you know, like, well, maybe someone will not like me. Maybe they'll think that I'm a bitch, you know, um, and little by little, I became more comfortable with the idea that I must set these boundaries in my life in order for me to have healthier relationship with other people. And it's true. After a while, it just flows a lot better and you feel a lot more better and comfortable because you're living authentically as to who you are and what you want in your life and what you're willing to accept and what you're willing to not not accept and um I definitely at the beginning of such a journey you do feel uncomfortable because you don't know where the medium lies right like am I being too harsh am I being like you know too sensitive and I think that everyone have their different boundaries that they set for themselves because you know we're we have different threshold on what we're going to accept from what we're not going to accept but 
the fact of the matter is it's definitely important to set boundaries because it indicates to others how you want to be treated you know um and also if you don't set boundaries you know you harbor a lot of resentments against others too because they don't even know themselves that they were overstepping their bounds um so that's why it's so important for us to be open with each other and those that are in our lives for let them know that you know what this is what we like from what this is not what we do not like this is what i feel comfortable with from what i don't and it's all about you know creating um an environment that mutual respect exists and everyone is willing to to work towards um, having an healthier environment around them. And that's what really I feel that setting boundary is all about. I got this analysis from psycho.com and I would like to share with you guys. And I think that you guys will get a lot from this and the steps that you could take in creating better and stronger boundaries in your life. Feel misunderstood or even worse, not heard or ignored? If so, it's a natural human desire to make our points not only heard, but listened to and discussed, as this inherently deepens our irresistible need for connection, and thus, our feeling of belonging. This also means we generally desire to steer clear of perceived unhelpful conflict, and leave conversations feeling content or fulfilled. However, sometimes interactions don't proceed as smoothly as you want or imagine making relationships difficult territory to maneuver. In this video, we want to talk about the five reasons why boundaries are important and how to set them. If you are someone dealing with this scenario, whether at school, home, or work, we hope that you can utilize these methods to set healthy, or at least healthier, boundaries for yourself. 1. Your emotional health is linked to boundary setting. Setting healthy boundaries has a direct influence on your emotional health. There tends to be a better feeling of control and comfort when you know who you are, how you want to be treated, and what you won't tolerate. Clarity of these aspects helps protect your emotions and helps you stay in control of how you feel. People, however, can be unpredictable, and even the best thought-out interactions don't always unfold as planned. So giving yourself a backup plan or outline of how to respond, should an interaction go awry, is important to maintaining that clarity and control of your situation. This maintenance will help you feel calmer, more confident, and protects your self-esteem when situations with others become difficult. 2. You deserve to be heard and understood. You are the master of you, and thus can allow yourself to feel whatever you feel, regardless of outside input. You matter. Your feelings and emotions matter. You deserve to be loved and understood. We have the desire for others to understand us, or at least acknowledge our perspective, due to that wired need to be loved and to belong. This desire is intensified when the person is someone we care about. According to Psych Central, healthy boundaries don't always have the same optimal delivery methods. For some, it depends on clear-cut dialogue. For others, being direct is important. Being specific or direct about how we feel is key. This includes sharing our feelings, even if we think the other person won't fully understand. It includes standing up for ourselves. These actions enable us to take part in open, active communication, which fosters deeper understanding and a healthier bond. 3. Sometimes situations call for assertiveness. When someone's being pushy or even aggressive, it's hard to apply the standards you set based on your boundaries. But assaults to boundaries threaten the self. 
Things like ridicule, contempt, judgment, and forcefulness are harmful to our emotional well-being. You deserve respect. This is when assertiveness comes into play. It doesn't mean meeting aggression with aggression. Instead, it means setting healthy boundaries and saying no when you want to, and sticking to your strongly held beliefs, and acting in a way that is in your best interest. You shouldn't have to always adjust to others. Your emotional well-being is important. Four, it allows for growth of self-awareness. Setting boundaries requires you to know what you truly want. You may have to do some soul-searching to figure that out. Soul-searching allows us to know ourselves better in the end. Boundaries also allow you to realize that you alone are responsible for your own happiness. No one can mind-read or guess what you truly desire with complete accuracy. An example is a situation where you want some space. You can calmly express that in words to the other person. To expect someone to just know without adequate communication is unreasonable. Understanding your boundaries will lead to understanding that you need to communicate or ask for what you want and need. Five, when you're able to communicate your wants and needs appropriately, your relationships with others flourish. For example, partners who are open and honest with each other have a better understanding between them. They know better what upsets their partner and where their limits lie. This enables a happier coexistence all around. The website Break the Cycle posits that setting healthy boundaries in relationships allows both partners to feel comfortable and develop positive self-esteem. Furthermore, with boundaries, you grow to realize that you are whole and good in and of yourself. While a partnership can be a positive enhancement, you're capable of surviving without it. No additional pieces needed. Maybe just wanted. Like a bonus. Establishing boundaries is overall conducive to healthy and sustainable coexistence with others, maintaining positive relationships. It's also an important part of staying mentally healthy. If you struggle with interpersonal relationships, whether they be with your boss, partner, or your parents, perhaps the situations can be rectified by examining your boundaries and how you uphold them. As you have heard, it is crucial to set boundaries in your life because it's very good for your mental health. Because if those boundaries are not um, created, it could destroy you mentally because you fester all these inside of how people treat you when they may not even know that they were treating you in a way that you did not want to be treated. So therefore it's good to get to know yourself become one with yourself and um know what you like and how what kind of environment that you want to create around you and that's the only way that you can let in good vibes once again you know i'd like to thank you guys very much for tuning into the meaningful talk podcast i hope to catch you back again next week until then stay in peace and as always much love Meaningful Talk Podcast drop every Wednesday on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. You can catch up with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and via our YouTube channel, Meaningful Talk.